Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. My guests on the Goodyear Hotline, they will include the one and only Joe Thomas live. About 15 minutes from now as we bear down on the draft in his city. He's in Cleveland, and that's where it will be the end of next week. We also have Tim Hasselbeck breaking down quarterbacks today, and we've got somewhat startling news from the NBA, and that's the only place to begin. Here we go! Only one place to start. The only place I can think of to start is by telling you that sports Twitter is like a game of telephone. Now, I don't know if that's a dated reference or not. Let me ask Hembo. You're a lot younger than I am. Do you know when I say a game of telephone, do you know what that means? Um, is it you pass along a message down and down, like down? We call that whisper down the lane. Okay. But so I, 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 did, I, did, I didn't know where you were going. That's the basic idea, that someone says something, and then it gets passed on to another person, then another person, then another person. And before you know it, it winds up something completely different than it originally was. And I'm going to make this my straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. So yesterday, Zion Williamson and the Pelicans lose an overtime game at the Garden against the Knicks, who, by the way, are red hot. But that's not the story. And Zion then solicited a question about his love for playing in New York and said this. New York is the mecca of basketball. I love playing here. Uh, When I played here in college, and this is my first time playing here in the pros, and I mean, this, this atmosphere, you know, whether they're cheering for you, whether they're booing for you, uh, it's amazing. Uh, honestly, I think outside of New Orleans, obviously, uh, I think this might be my favorite place to play outside of New Orleans. I can't even lie to you. I can't lie to you. Okay. So he said that, I don't know, maybe that was around 4.15, 4.30 in the afternoon yesterday. Five o'clock, I get a text. I'm on the golf course. I get a text from my 18-year-old son, and the text reads, Dad, did the Knicks really just get Zion? To which I responded with two question marks, to which he responded, all my friends are saying, life is funny. That is a game of telephone. But when I brought it up to Woj this morning on Get Up, I was expecting him to shoot it down as much ado about nothing. He did nothing of the kind. I think it's something to watch down the road. He's a long way away from free agencies, only in his second year in the NBA, but uh, I think with the way that the Knicks have been rejuvenated, uh, success you're seeing them have here in the short term anyway, um, I don't think it was completely by accident. The beginning of that clip, he said, hey, I'm glad you asked that. It was clear he was waiting for that question, so something to watch down the road. That was Woj with me earlier today. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Let me bring in hashtag Nuno as we have the hashtag crew making early appearances this morning. Nuno, maybe the biggest, most passionate Nick fan I know. Nuno, give me a sense of your the rating of your pulse rate right now at the perspective, the perspective chance that Zion Williamson is headed to your beloved Knicks at some point in the future. I am not letting the devil get to me. This is not happening. It's too early. I'm just happy with the way they're playing. Let this be. You're saying let it be, which is going to play into a, a conversation we're going to have a little later today about the Beatles. But you're telling me you are not jumping in with both feet to the idea that the Knicks, with their new leadership, their new management, Leon Rose, 
our old buddy Tibbs or anybody else, that you're not buying in, that all of a sudden that team is going to become the place all free agents are dying to go to. I still need to see a little more. And I've been hurt too much, Greeny. Like, I can't do this. Not on a Monday morning. It's just I don't want my heart to break again. You are. You're damaged goods. Right, I mean that's as this, you are. You're damaged goods. You've been hurt. You sound like my mother now. Thanks. The, the, I mean that's the bottom line. He is. He's hurt. He's damaged goods. Last week he said if he could meet any celebrity, be Olivia Munn. He did. I think that at this point he is the most entertaining member of the hashtag. Oh, no doubt. Sneaky. He's got <laughs> sneaky good stuff. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. You could save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit progressive.com. By the way, Zion Williamson was born July sixth, the year two thousand. The New York Knicks have not been in the conference finals in his lifetime. So in case you're wondering if there's a real chance he's thinking about it, he would be going on the road less travel. Mine is that sort of rare genius that will not be fully appreciated until long after its time. The genius, you said? You're a genius. He's genius, eh? We're not going to appreciate your brilliance until you're gone. Brilliant. That is correct. I hate to be the one who's constantly pointing it out, but once again, I am right, and I have circumstantial evidence to prove it. The day the San Francisco 49ers traded up to take Trey Lance, uh, excuse me, to trade up to the third pick, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. The day they traded up to the third pick, I said they're going up there to take Trey Lance. And the rest of the world started telling me they were going up to take Mac Jones, so much so that I wavered. I almost let it get to me. I almost let myself be talked out of what I knew to be true. But again, mine is that rare genius that will not be fully appreciated in this case until the third pick of the draft is announced. And when Goodell gets up there in Cleveland and he says, with the third pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Trey Lance, quarterback North Dakota State. And here's my circumstantial evidence. Lance usually works with a quarterback coach named Quincy Avery, who is a a very popular figure around the NFL, works with a lot of quarterbacks. So is John Beck. You might remember Beck. He was an NFL quarterback for a while. He's another one of these guys who works with people, and he is directly connected to Kyle Shanahan from the 49ers. Sources told our Dan Graziano that the 49ers and Shanahan gave Beck what they wanted Lance to work on ahead of time and basically designed and scripted this workout today. The 49ers effectively designed the workout and will have a hand in administering it today, though other teams plan to be in attendance as well. I made a brilliant analogy about this on Get Up This Morning, and it was completely unfairly criticized by Tim Hasselbeck and Dominique Foxworth. This is an outstanding analogy. And for it, I will bring in hashtag Bubba. Now, many may not know a Bubba, again, who's a very accomplished man before he began this career in radio production. But at one time, Bubba, you worked with people on decision analysis. It's a, it's a small burgeoning field in which you work with people when they have to make complicated decisions and you work with them on how to do that, pros and cons and such. So you're very learned in this area. Is that correct, Bubba? Correct. Yeah. So here's my question to you. If there is a restaurant that you've been dying to go to for a long time, and there's only one reason why you've been dying to go there, and that's because everyone tells you they make this one chicken dish that you would die for. And I'm using that as an example because this exists in my life. There is a restaurant two blocks from my apartment in the city where everyone keeps telling me you need to go, you need to go, the chicken is on, you have to go there and get the chicken. Now, I've never been there, 
So I've not yet gotten the chicken. But I can tell you right now, when I go there, I'm not asking for a menu. I'm getting the chicken. Because that's the only reason I went there in the first place. I'm not saying, well, you know, I was told I should get the chicken, but my life depended on the getting of the chicken. But let me see what else you got. Huh, the meatloaf sounds kind of interesting in this description of it. So, Bubba, the point I'm trying to make here is, if a decision had been made prior to this workout today that they were taking Mac Jones, then there's no reason for them to be going through this exercise that they are today with Trey Lance, which tells me that they not only haven't decided on Mac Jones, but that the absolute advantage in this scenario is to Lance. It is his spot to lose. As one who understands the dynamics of decision-making as well as you do, Bubba, what is your reaction? Uh, my reaction is sometimes you got to get a menu. You're out of your mind. This is the way you taught your clients. That's why you wound up in radio. When you make a decision, <laughs> stay with it, Bubba. Stay with the decision. Don't allow yourself to doubt your own instinct. Now, sometimes you got to get a menu and see what else is out there. You don't want to just be going blind and be like, oh, the chicken. No, let me see what else is out there. Oh, actually, you know what? This looks pretty good. But Let's here's go the that. thing. You know the chicken is outstanding. And now you, 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 you don't know, know that. You, you don't know, know it. that. It's been told to you by everyone who you trust. It is your absolute belief going into it. And now all of a sudden you go in there and you try the meatloaf and it stinks. And the only thing you're thinking, the only thing you're thinking is I should have had the chicken. That's the only thought you have in your mind. And then you come back, get the chicken. No, you don't go back. Well, let me put it this way. You don't get the third pick in the draft having traded two number ones to get there every day. I'm telling you that right now. The dish they want to order is Trey Lance. If they had already made up their minds that they only went to the restaurant in the first place to get Mac Jones, they wouldn't be doing this today. By the way, Lance, give me the odds on this quickly, Hembo, because I can't read what you mean. Give me the odds on this in Caesars, William Hill, on who they're taking. So last week, right after Justin Fields' field day, Trey Lance was at plus 550 to be the third pick. When we spoke this morning, the odds shortened to 4-1. to And since we spoke this morning, the odds have shortened from 4-1 to to two to one. That's because they watched Get Up this morning and they heard me <laughs> tell them exactly what's going to happen. All right, on the way, as we get rolling on this Monday, I know I have said this before, but our green list today is my favorite that we've ever done. Hint, it's based on the Beatles and it has a lot more than five answers. And it's on the way next. I'm Greeny on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. Hey, Mom! The meatloaf! We want it now! The meatloaf! (laughs) So Bubba is obsessed with meatloaf. 
you should know, the food and the artist. And uh, as a consequence, when I brought that up purely by chance earlier today, I'm not surprised to hear that he has seized on that as his reaction. Uh, Greeting with you here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. The great Joe Thomas will join me in 30 seconds on the Goodyear hotline. But I'll spend those 30 seconds reminding you that if you're a business owner who is hiring, it can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack. But when you post your job on ZipRecruiter, their matching technology finds the qualified candidates for you and invites them to apply. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. So while other companies give you too many options, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter free at this web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. We're 10 days from the NFL draft. That will be in Cleveland. And one of the genuinely great players in Browns history is next up with us here. Joe Thomas joins us live on ESPN Radio. What's up, Joe? Hey, what's up, Greeny? How you doing? Well, I'm constantly thrown by how how much less of you there is than when I first came to know you a very long time ago. You just popped up on my screen, and we see you on NFL Network. You do a terrific job doing analysis for NFL Network here, and you can follow Joe on Twitter at JoeThomas73. But but it, you were listed at playing at 310. What are we going now? About 260 right now, mm. lean and mean. Trying to get down a little bit more, but, you know, since the pandemic started, all my pools that I like to swim in are, have been closed. So uh, it's a little bit of a battle keeping her down without swimming. Okay, fair enough. The swimming, it's, <laughs> that's the key. People are just diving into <laughs> pools right now, just hearing that when seeing the way that you look. Okay, here, here's the first question I want to ask you. We'll get to the Browns and we'll get to the, the draft being in Cleveland, but I, I just wanted to ask you about something we're talking about today. In, in your lengthy experience around the NFL, when a team makes the kind of aggressive move that San Francisco made to move up to number three in this draft, do you think it is a it is a necessity that they know who they're going to get? No, I think they, they need to know that they're going to get a quarterback and of those possible quarterbacks that they get, they need to be comfortable with any of those, but they don't necessarily have to have one quarterback in mind. You know, we're talking about the 49ers. It might be Trey Lance. It might be Mac Wilson, but I think it's Justin Fields. I think they definitely said, Hey, we want Justin Fields for sure. If he's at number three, if something goofy happens with the jets in front of him, they would still be satisfied to have moved up and taken whoever's left at quarterback, but they have definitely decided that they're going quarterback with number three. For sure. And, and, and of them, again, assuming to your point that Trevor Lawrence does go one and Zach Wilson does go two, as we all expect, if you were sitting there making that decision to, to, from whatever it is you've studied on film of the other three guys, which one would you take? I like Justin Fields. I think he's a perfect fit for that 49ers offense. The way he can throw accurately on the move fits perfectly with what Kyle Shannon likes to do with his bootleg type offense. And I think really the only question mark when you look at Justin Fields is that decision-making, being able to see the field. But for Kyle Shanahan, he's got a lot of confidence in his own offense and his ability to develop quarterbacks. So he doesn't really see that as a big negative that everybody's been kind of poking holes in Justin Fields' game since we started studying all these guys uh, when the draft really started turning on after the season started. I'm with that. And again, we'll be there 10 days from now in Cleveland and we'll see which direction they decide to go. All this reporting has been that they they'd like Mac Jones. And I, I just keep saying I'll, I'll have to see it to believe it. Joe Thomas is with me. Next item. When it comes to the development of quarterbacks, we had an interesting conversation about this on TV today. 
and, and it continues to be my belief that that is just the most dependent position of any on the field. And I will use your team, the Browns, as the perfect example. A year ago, we were questioning whether Baker Mayfield was a huge mistake at number one because he had been playing in an offense. I don't want to just overly criticize the guy, but the, but the, the coaching of the previous regime was easy to criticize. And now all of a sudden, a coach comes in who plays to his strengths and, and changes the dynamics and doesn't ask him to do things that he doesn't do well. And suddenly, Baker Mayfield reminds everyone why he was the number one pick in the draft. What does that tell you about the process of drafting quarterbacks, Joe? Well, it tells me that there's a huge margin of error when you're drafting quarterbacks because you got to be able to align all the stars to develop a young quarterback to make him successful. I mean, look at your Jets, right? Sam Darnold, I still have a lot of belief that he can be a great quarterback in the NFL, but if you don't surround them with talent and you don't surround them with good coaching and a good offense that fits what they can do well, you're going to fail. And then all of us in the media and all the fans are going to label a guy a bust when really maybe it wasn't necessarily all of his fault and a lot of the team should get the blame because they didn't surround him with a cast that can allow him to develop within the offense. A hundred percent agree. I, I've said for years, far more young quarterbacks are ruined than developed in the NFL. And you no just doubt. used the best recent example. Uh, Joe, why is it that offensive tackles always hit we, we i can tell you right now that wide receivers hembo is sitting next to me what is the percentage of wide receivers who get drafted in the first round who get a second contract from their team about 25 percent. that's the lowest of any position and what is mm. the offensive tackles about 60 percent. that's the highest of any position mm. some of that seems obvious joe and some of it is probably based upon little details that you would understand far better than i why is it that offensive tackles almost always are the right pick that's a good question. I think a lot of it is how we determine what a bust looks like, right? As a, as a receiver, maybe a bust looks like somebody that doesn't catch 100 passes in a season, whereas as an offensive lineman, maybe you're not going to be an elite Pro Bowl left tackle when you get drafted in the top five, but you're going to be able to find a spot on that offensive line where maybe it's at guard, maybe it's at right tackle, where your skills fit and that you can be a serviceable starter for a long time. So I think it's just the versatility of the position. You're able to find out what somebody does well and find a position on the offensive line where they can do that. The two really big left tackles in this draft are Penae Sewell from Oregon and Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. Have you had much of a chance to look at tape on those guys? I have. I really love Penny Sewell. I, I watch him on film and I see the mobility. I see the explosion, the balance, really everything I'm looking for when I look at an offensive line pro prospect, I see in Penny Sewell. And I know the one comment people say is, well, he hasn't played football in a year. But you know what? I think we realize now that maybe he didn't develop skills on the field last year because he wasn't practicing and he wasn't playing, but he certainly probably developed strength a little more athleticism. And I think those skills that maybe he's missing right now or are a little bit rusty can easily be practiced back into him with an off season and training camp. And so that wouldn't concern me whatsoever if I was drafting this guy uh, in the 2021 draft. Yeah, in 2019, he won the Outland Trophy as a sophomore. He's the only player ever to do that. All right, one more piece of business for you, Joe. Just going to sit back and have a little story time. Tell me a story. You know, it's so long ago that I, I'm guessing a lot of people in our audience don't know it or don't remember it. I certainly vividly do. But for those who don't, I'd love you to tell the story of the day you were drafted into the NFL and how you spent that day. 
Well, I had a great day, Greeny. Unlike a lot of people that go to the draft and they dress up in stuffy, sweaty suits and they go and hug a bunch of people that they've never met before, <laughs> I was enjoying a day out on the water with my dad and some good friends. And we were catching salmon on Lake Michigan. And I got the call from Phil Savage and Romeo Cornell, the Cleveland Browns, and said, Hey, how'd you like to be a Cleveland Brown? I said, That sounds fantastic. Why don't you send the owner's plane to pick me up here? I'll, I'll get off the water as soon as I'm done catching my limit. And I'll see you guys in about six hours. So you literally did not, not only weren't you there, not only did you go fishing, but you weren't even following it. You didn't know where you'd been drafted till they called you. Well, I actually did know because we were in a radio signal so I could listen to the draft. Um, that was one of the caveats that my agent gave me if I was going to go fishing that day. He said, hey, you got to be in cell service because they're going to want to talk to you before they actually draft you <laughs> to make sure you didn't fall over the boat, uh, fall, fall out of the boat and into the water. And uh, also, they're, they're going to want to just make sure everything's okay and then congratulate you before you hear it on the radio. So I, I was listening to the radio. I did hear how things shook out in front of me. Uh, but it was definitely a great day, and I don't regret it a bit. Uh, it's a great story. Joe Thomas, again, you see him now on NFL Network. You can follow him on Twitter, at Joe Thomas 73 Pleasure to see you, my friend. Thank you, as always. Yeah, thanks a lot. All right, hope I see you next week in Cleveland as we will be there for the draft. Great job, Joe Thomas, on the Goodyear hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. Good guy. All right, next thing. The list is what determines who matters in this business the green list all right i'm excited for this one so this one came up we were having a little trouble spent the day yesterday staff we're trying to figure out what should be today's green list we had a few ideas no one really loved them and then this kind of morphed out of nowhere now what is the anniversary today nuno what is it that has to do with the beatles that is relevant to this date uh on this date they signed a 10-year contract to stay together obviously they didn't they signed this a ten-year contract on this date in like nineteen sixty-seven. Uh, nineteen sixty-seven, correct. Okay, and they promptly broke up two years later, <laughs> so they 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 stayed through one fifth of that contract. But anyway, I started thinking, well, maybe we can come up with the top five athletes whose names appear in Beatles songs, and then we sort of got some of the Chris Berman nicknames going. And what we're left with here is just an enormous, outstanding list of athletes whose names could easily be morphed into Beatles songs. Are you ready? Here we come. Being for the benefit of Greg Kite, Michelle Mabel Kwan, Toronto Blue Jay Way, Norwegian Kerry Wood, I want to hold your Brad hand, <laughs> a taste of Rick Honeycutt, she loves you, Darvish, Leon Let It Be, Penny Lane Kiffin, Oh, Ron Darling. <laughs> that one made me laugh. The Howie Long and Winding Road. <laughs> and your Larry Bird can sing. <laughs> Daryl Strawberry Fields Forever. <laughs> the continuing story of Bungalow Bill Belichick. <laughs> Can't buy me Kevin Love. The Fool on the Grant Hill. Good Jason Day Sunshine, and finally, Cedric Maxwell's Silver Hammer. Those <laughs> are the top Beatles songs that lend themselves to athletes with, with, with all due respect to the Beatles, the greatest band of all time, and Chris Berman, the greatest entertainer ever to sit in any chair uh, and give you sports. So, Bubba, 
of those, I know you contributed quite a few of those. Bubba, which of those is your particular favorite on this list of Beatles songs that lend themselves to athletes? Um, I think I like Norwegian Carrie Wood. Norwegian <laughs> Carrie Wood is really good. Oh, Ron Darling really got me. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Hembo, you don't even know the Beatles. Which is yours? I know like three Beatles songs, but She Loves You, Darvish sounds like a pretty good song. She Loves You, Darvish is a very good one. Uh, Devin, are, are, how old are you? 29. Are you uh, familiar with the Beatles? Yeah. I okay, like good. Which is your song? Uh, I'm a fan of Daryl Strawberry Fields Forever. I do, too. I like that. And, and finally, Nuno, which is your favorite? I'm going to go with The Fool on the Grand Hill. <laughs> the Fool <laughs> on the Grand Hill. Even now, it makes me laugh. And the Howie Long and Winding Road. <laughs> and your Larry Bird can sing. I mean, that's just genius. It is absolute genius work by this. By the way, side note on that. I got on a crazy that's-what-she-said run on the golf course Saturday. You know what that happens? I've been watching a lot of The Office lately. My daughter is obsessed with The Office, and she's not old enough to have watched it when it was on. So it's on in my house a lot. And so, you know, in the early days of that show, they would just say that's-what-she-said to anything. (laughs) And this just started on the golf course. I can't give you any of the lines because all of them are inappropriate for family listening. But literally, I just got on a run of that, and it never I just couldn't stop. Like, literally, the entire round, I couldn't stop. I'm telling you this to point out that I have a feeling for the rest of this day, we are just going to be looking for opportunities to make Chris Berman-esque Beatles song references in anything we do, <laughs> which I have about 25 players left to write up, by the way. So I'm, as I continue to do my work on the upcoming NFL draft, I've written my notes. I, I, I yesterday decided I'm going to write my official notes, all my study, all my research. I'm doing the official notes. I've got about 25 of them left. So if you wind up hearing any Beatles songs on the night of the draft, I promise you it will be linebackers and corners. Okay, you have to slip one in. Because <laughs> that's what I have to do. I got, well, so let's talk about who are the linebackers. Zavin Collins, just stop me if you hear one in here that we have to do. Aziz Ojolari, no, uh, Micah Parsons. Um, we got to figure out some way that I will work okay. one of those in or one of the corners. One of them, if, if it's going to happen, that, those are the ones I have left. <laughs> so that, that's if you're going to hear a Beatles reference, that is where it's going to come. All right, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Next order of business. I'm ready to go right now. Green Light, green light. with Greeny. All right, and for the green light, I turn it over to the aforementioned hashtag Hembo, who loves baseball more than you love anything and loves statistics more than you love anything. And for the today's green light, we go around the world of baseball. It started. I will begin it. You told us Friday that the series between the Yankees and the Blue Jays was Rays. A, uh, excuse me, the Rays. Mm-hmm. Pardon me. Pardon me. The Rays this weekend was a big series for the Yankees. Now that they have been swept. And Twitter is besieged with the Yankees stink, and they have the worst record in the American League. What do we say today? They have their worst 15-game start since 1997. And what has most surprised me about the Yankees' first 15 games is that they're the worst hitting team in baseball. They own the worst batting line in baseball. And it's not just the guys on the bottom of the lineup, Greeny, that are failing them. Aaron Hicks, Giancarlo Stanton, and Glaber Torres, those are their three, four, five hitters. So far this season, they have 27 hits. 
and 47 strikeouts. It feels like a must-win game anytime that Garrett Cole pitches now because their starting pitching, as we've talked about, is so bad. He started yesterday, and they lost. The Rays beat them. You said a three-game sweep. The Rays are now 16-5 and against the Yankees over the last two seasons. I'd imagine most Yankees fans has to make them cringe. Little brother is beating them up and have been now for two years. And, and they are so reliant on the home run. You gave me this stat earlier, but over the last two years, if they don't hit at least two home runs in a game... They're 14 and 32. They can win one way. That's the only way. They can win one way. That's my point. So that is an astonishing one to me. So that's the beginning of the green light today. Next stop is Mookie Betts. Everyone around the country knows how great Mike Trout is. He's widely considered a generational talent. And we just, you know, excuse the fact that he's playing on a bad team. But I think it's high time that we start doing the same for Mookie Betts. He made a sort of a walk-off diving catch in a really dramatic game mm-hmm. on Saturday night, one of the best plays of the weekend. I think it's fair and safe to say that we're, we should be talking about him and Mike Trout sort of in the same sentence. There was a time, obviously, in New York when Willie Mays and Mickey Mantle were both here. That's what's happening right now in L.A. Over the last three years, I mean, he was the best player on two different world championship teams in different leagues. He's produced just about as much value as Trout has over the last five years, but he does not get the same kind of love that Trout does, and I think this is the year that we need to start changing that. Why does he not? In your, in your esteemed opinion, why, why do people not talk about bets the way they talk about Trout? Because Trout is just slightly greater. But right now, like, in, in boiling these numbers this morning, right now, Mookie Betts is trending towards being something like a top 15 or 20 player all time. That can be, like, two players can overlap in the same sense. We, we love, we love uh, Trout came first, and Trout is slightly better. But that, doesn't, that should not take away anything from the brilliance of Mookie Betts. And I like your analogy. We had Willie, Mickey, and the Duke once upon a time. Yeah. They don't have the Duke <laughs> right now in the L.A. area, but they got Willie and Mickey in the forms of Trout and Mookie. All right, one more. Oh, the Cubs stink. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. What? <laughs> so, I mean, give me something. So you have a, a long and storied history, Greeny, as a baseball manager, don't you? Uh, I, I, I certainly do. I once intentionally walked... Wade Boggs in a celebrity softball game, so I think that counts. <laughs> it does count. If I told you you had a player that came to, play, to the plate 536 times and was batting 192, what would you do with said player? I think I'd sit him down. That's what the Cubs are batting this season as a team in 15 games. Wow. That's how bad the Cubs are. No National League club has been that bad through 15 games since the 1997 Cubs, and that team lost 94 games. See, here's what doesn't make sense, because you point out, you put together some notes for me every day, and that their farm system stinks too. (laughs) And here's the part I don't get. Like, they didn't mortgage the farm to win when they won. They did the opposite of that. Some teams might... Like the Marlins back once right. upon a time, they, mm-hmm. they would they put everything into winning in a short uh, window, and then they just had mortgaged their future. But this is the opposite of that. They brought up all these guys. They should have stayed good. This is a player development failure. This is a case in which they had a bunch of talented players, and their player development staff, combined with the players, whatever you know, whatever the case may be, failed to become what all of us thought they would become. They got one championship out of it. We thought they'd get multiple, and now five years later, the whole thing is shot to head. Oh, and I mean, they're just awful. And again, they're. The future looks worse because the farm system stinks. That's green light with Hembo. That's well done. Coming up next, I will debunk the most overused myth that there is about this year's draft because it needs a debunking. We will do that after I remind you that this Mother's Day, you need to lock in your place as the golden child by ordering mom's bouquet early from 1-800-Flowers.com, the only place I would ever order flowers. Whether she's near or far, ordering early means getting the best selection of bouquets that are guaranteed to show how much you love her. Right now at 1-800-Flowers, listen to this order, this offer. You can get 36 sorbet roses 
for just $36. These are not average roses. 1-800-Flowers sent over a bouquet of flowers. Their spectacular freshness, quality, can't be beat. Pastel shades, it's pink, orange, lavender, it's gorgeous. And it's perfect to show all the moms in your life just how much they are loved. 36 Sorbet Roses for $36 is an amazing offer, but prices will be going up soon. So order today from the official florist of Mother's Day, 1-800-Flowers.com. Here's how you do it. To get 36 Sorbet Roses for $36, go to 1-800-Flowers.com. Click on the radio icon. Enter the code GREENIE. That's my name. 1-800-Flowers.com. Enter GREENIE. You better hurry. The offer expires Friday. Do it now. Back in a flash on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Oh, yes. Give me some Beatles. Let it be. Leon, let it be. <laughs> if you're just joining us, the green list today was our list of different Athletes who could fit perfectly into Beatles songs. Leon Let It Be is right up there with Penny Lane Kiffin and the Howie Long and Winding Road, amongst my absolute favorites. <laughs> uh, we're also talking about baseball, which is back, and so are your favorite teams and players. And you can catch all the action on ESPN+. Plus. Over 170 live games featuring every star and every team in the league. Sign up now at ESPNplus.com slash baseball. This is a perfect opportunity for you to try some active, active listening. listening unsolicited advice all right here's my unsolicited advice and my unsolicited advice is to you as a fan of football the next time you hear someone say all these teams are desperate to draft quarterbacks this year because there are no good ones in next year's draft that's a myth and i will now debunk it for you rich samini tweeted this over the weekend so that's where i saw it which jarred my mind to bring this up today But this is something I have been well aware of for a while and have been talking about at least a little. Neither Zach Wilson, who was a lock to be the second pick in the draft next week, nor Mac Jones, who was a lock to be in the first half of the first round next week. Let's just use the most conservative potential that we can. Neither one of them, Zach Wilson or Mac Jones, was on Mel Kuyper's preseason big board in September right before the college football season started. And no one knows more about this stuff than Mel. No one thought Zach Wilson was going to be there. No one thought Mel Mac Jones was going to be there. And you know what those guys have in common? 
Joe Burrow wasn't on the preseason big board the year before he came out. He was the first pick in the draft. That was 2020. Kyler Murray wasn't on the preseason big board before he came out. That was 2019. He was the first pick in the draft. The year before that, Baker Mayfield wasn't on the preseason big board. He was the first pick in the draft. So the point I'm trying to make is don't listen to people tell you there are no good quarterbacks in next year's draft. Of course there are. We just don't know who they are yet. Burrow, Murray, Mayfield, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, the list goes on and on. So they're going to be taking these quarterbacks. Multiple quarterbacks have been selected in the first round in 18 of the last 19 drafts. If I'm not mistaken, the one that, that, that it wasn't, Hembo, was the year the Jets took Geno Smith. That's right. Isn't that right? The mm-hmm. Jets took Geno. Was he, was he the first quarterback off the board that year? Or did one guy go ahead of him? E.J. Manuel. That year E.J. Manuel. That's correct. That's right. Pick, went me. to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. E.J. Manuel was the only quarterback in round one. Right. And then Geno Smith went to the Jets. And said, yeah. so every year they, they overdraft. If you believe these guys are being overdrafted, every year they overdraft these guys. So I promise you that a year from today we'll be sitting here talking about three people that are all going to go in the top 10 of next year's NFL draft. We just don't know who those people are. All right, Greeny, I'm still, it still does not sit well with me that my restaurant analogy was poo-pooed this morning on Get Up. So I said, if, if, you, if you were going to a restaurant and you know what you want, like this, I have a, a small group of restaurants that I like to go to all the time. Stace likes to try different places. Not a big fan of that. I got a list of places I like, and the reason I do is because I have something I order at all of these places. That's weird. No, it's not That's weird. weird. That's not weird. Yes, Bubba, it is. is that weird? I'm asking you, Bubba, is it weird to have a, a, a group of restaurants you go to regularly and to know what you're going to order before you leave the house when you go there? No, I think that's fine. It's not weird. That's a normal thing to do. How often? So you say more often than not, when you go to a restaurant, you know what you're going to get before you go? Not only more often than not, all the time. What's the fun in that? It's great fun. Oh, well, it does not sound like great The food fun. is fun. The drink is fun. The company is fun. You don't like leafing through like the menu? To no. See- oh, come on. I don't like leafing through the menu. Life is about simplifying your list of options. I know what I have a bunch of restaurants. I know what I'm getting there before I leave the house. And to me, that's the way this should go. And that is how the 49ers should have approached trading up to draft a quarterback. You were never going to this restaurant in the first place were it not for this dish. You weren't trading three number ones to go up to number three were it not for a particular player. But no one seems happy with my restaurant analogy, so let me give you another one. If and when we are fortunate enough that Broadway comes back, I miss it. I love going to live theater. I know you do too, Hembo. Very much so. If we are fortunate enough that at some point soon Broadway shows come back and you are fortunate enough to get a ticket to Hamilton. Mm. Now you and Lizzie, you're walking down 46th Street. You can see the theater in front of you, the Richard Rogers Theater. There's, you know, and you're surrounded. For those who've never been to Broadway, you're just surrounded by theaters all around you. You got tickets in your hand to go see Hamilton. Okay. Are you going to peek into the ticket window at Mary Poppins just to see if maybe by chance I'll, I'll scalp a ticket? Maybe I'll consider that. No, you're there because you're going to see Hamilton. No. And you're not reconsidering. But that's not the analogy. Yes, it is the analogy. Well, it's a bad analogy. Well, then, what, what is the good analogy? A good analogy would be like you buy an engagement ring. It's really expensive, right? And you don't know who you're going to give it to. That's your analogy. You, when you bought your ring, when you bought Lizzie's ring, yeah. do, were you thinking, you know, I got like four or five women I might give this to. 
I'll choose one, but either way, I'm getting the ring now. Well, I didn't know Trey Lance at the time. This is my point. You are missing the point. My analogies are so good, and you are stink <laughs> on ice. You didn't buy that ring thinking, you know, I think I'll spend the money on the ring now. I'll figure out after the fact who I'll give it to. That's not the way this stuff works. That's why the 49ers should have known what they were doing before they traded up. The biggest sporting event of the weekend wasn't a sporting event at all. I'll explain next. Coming up today on Barton Hahn, Zion's first NBA game at MSG had him giddy. Are we going to do this again, Knicks fans? Yes, we are. We'll discuss that and more on Barton Hahn today at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.